The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. You've been down 3-1 a couple times, but uh, does it all feel similar to this? Do you use that, or is this kind of a unique situation to be down 3-1 right now? Uh, you definitely use it as uh, confidence that we can, you know, figure this out. Obviously, just focus on winning game five and take it from there. You can't fast forward to the to the end, but we have a lot of confidence in our ability to you know, take the good things from tonight and you know protect our home court. So that's all you can do right now. Got to maintain, you know, positivity. You know how tough this was tonight, but long way to go. All right, listen, that's Steph Curry talking about the deficit that they now face, Natalie. One three. One three. Oh, wow. Feels familiar, oh, wow. doesn't it? <laughs> uh, okay, listen. No, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. Is it. See, I've, I've heard Steph Curry give. Good answers before mm-hmm. they're insightful. I sit back and think about them like, oh, that's a good perspective. That was not a great answer. It's a great that was not a great answer because I don't believe Steph Curry and the Warriors uh, that the Warriors, not the Warriors, the Warriors. They are a little <laughs> worried. I don't believe they have a great answer for this situation. They're down to the late. They're, they're down three one or down one three to be more accurate to the Lakers in the Western Conference semifinals. Mm-hmm. Looks like the Lakers have their number, not just in this series. Uh, in a regular season, it was 3-1, and we're so used to saying, Natalie, 3-1 regular season means nothing. That means nothing. That is not predictive of what's to come in the postseason. However, in the last eight games, Warriors, Lakers, the Lakers have won six of them. So, are we starting to see a trend here, Natalie, or no. I, I am still I think, overstating it? Yeah, I think it's being overstated because, like, a number of the players who are playing right now didn't even play in those games, and those games were blowouts. Okay. Like, this series right. has actually been pretty close. I mean, each team had a blowout, but two of the games have been really close, right? So the teams are relatively even, but at the end of the game, the the, the the Lakers made the necessary plays that they needed to and the Warriors didn't execute and that's the difference you know and so you have to credit the Lakers you know for what they did but I don't think this is a big like we got your number thing and there's a number of things you can point to candidly you know you pointed you pointed out that Missoula Missoula sorry was maybe hurting the Celtics I think Steve Kerr is hurting the Warriors and you and I ooh have had this discussion, you know, throughout the season. You know, if you look at the first half of the game, the Warriors won, I think they ran something like 24, 26 pick and rolls. They were leading. I don't want to say that they had control of the game because obviously they lost, but they were leading, and it looked like they had found something with Gary Payton the second, and then they went away from it in the second half. 
and Gary Payton II, where was he? Sitting on the bench, you know, like watching as things unfolded at the end. And they went away from that. And you have to question, like, why did you do that? And I have my thoughts around it, but the point is just that this was not something that they figured out. It wasn't Anthony Davis and LeBron out there beating them. It was, and you got to give him credit, Lonnie Walker. And that's Lonnie just, Walker, the fourth. Yeah, if you lose to Lonnie Walker, you just got to tip your hat, right? That's not something you can say anybody anticipated. You can't game plan for. That would be like us, like, pulling a rabbit out of the hat and taking someone off our bench and just like, you know, like what we did with your Michael. And I think Michael Smith came on here and said, like, that's not going to last for more than one game. And it's not, you know, so, but you got to give them credit. The Lakers have had a, a player show up each game, you know, and the, the Warriors have yeah. not had that. They had D'Angelo Russell and then they had Lonnie. They also had in the last game, so, you know, they have people that keep showing up. Okay. All right, now listen. Steve Kerr has won four championships as a coach of the Warriors. Mm -hmm. He has. He took he took over a a group that was ready to to launch. Took that group over from Mark Jackson and got them across. Helped them get across that threshold to the championship realm. So you're saying Steve Kerr, if you had to break this down, because the headline, I don't know, I'm not putting this word these words in your mouth. Headline read one thing, and we had that headline up there. Put up that, put that headline up there again. That's a pretty stunning headline, uh, if you ask me. Which headline one? says Steve Kerr deserves brunt of blame. Wow! Wait a minute. <laughs> Steve Kerr deserves the brunt of blame for Golden State's three-one hole. Wow! Now that's saying a lot. I, I don't. I can't say that. I can't say that. We are you willing to go that far? They wouldn't be down three one if they had a different coach. I think there's I think there's a three part answer here in terms of the blame, right? But I, I I'm fine giving Kerr about a third of it. I am. Um, okay, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. A third of it, yeah. And sure. I, think, I think I think maybe, maybe I a think, third is still the brunt though. <laughs> maybe you don't give everybody else above thirty three percent. So maybe it's still true, but it just sounds better when you say a third. When I think of the brunt, I think like 70%. 70%. Yeah, 55. no. Yeah. Well, Michael, you and I have talked earlier this year, right, on this show. We heard about the organizational failures in terms of, you know, the ownership dipping a little bit too much into decisions and things like that. And a lot of that yeah. is part of what the issue is, right? Like, we've talked about the Warriors' arrogance. You guys have talked about the fans' arrogance. I brought it up before on my own, right? So this is not, you know, something that's new, but it's like, them thinking that they could do the two timelines, it's just proving that you probably can't. Like, if Steve Kerr feels like he cannot play Jonathan Kaminga, and I would argue part of the reason he can't play Jonathan Kaminga is because he mismanaged his development, but if he feels that he cannot put a lottery pick on the floor right now and he can't go to any young guy, right, then... That's organizational failure. That's roster construction, yep. right? And that's that's okay. part of the problem. So they they also get a third of this, right? And then this is the part, Michael, that I will concede that I underestimated or overestimated. Well, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Take a time. Take a time. <laughs> wait a Let me, <laughs> give me a drink. Make it something strong. Make it something strong here. Come on. Here we go. 
Yeah, this is the so part. So you were saying. Yeah, this is the part I will say that I um, didn't anticipate. So, yeah, Lakers, Lakers Nation is having a field day in my mentions and the BFA mentions because I called the team cute and you and Michael got on me about that. But honestly, like, I understand that, like, that was triggering for them. But what I said right. was not actually incorrect. You haven't had, like, AD having the same kind of game each game. Reeves, who's one of the role players you expected to show up, some of those role players, he had his first good game last night. All those things held true. What I didn't anticipate was Jordan Poole being a no-show. The Woo, war- let's talk about the it. Warriors not oh, getting yeah. anything from anybody. And that's my point. Like these teams right now are playing relatively close. So what happens if the Warrior just gets something, something from okay. one of their guys? And that's that's what I did not anticipate. And there would be no reason for me to anticipate that. And so yeah. let me I know you want to talk about that. So there's just one other point that I want to make. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Take your time. Take your it's, time. Sit you. Since you're into confessions and admissions, yeah, sure. Because you, we got you, plenty of time. You've been annoyed by Clay Thompson a lot this year and a lot of his comments, right? And yes. and one of my feed items says Steph's teammates um, write checks that they can't cash, right? Because you always hear Draymond talking too. Oh, you know, uh, it goes through us, you know, all of this stuff, and that's great. Draymond's always going to talk. But my point is, you don't really ever hear Steph saying all of that. He just goes out there and does what he does, right? And to me, in the closing minutes, it was the starters who were on the court, right? And Steph gives you a lead in the game. And Clay comes back and takes two really boneheaded shots. I mean, there's a video floating around somewhere with, like, a reaction of, like, Steve Kerr just, like, throwing up his arms, right? And it's like, if you can't trust Clay Thompson or Draymond Green when he gets a rebound with Dennis Schroeder on him to, like, not go up, and and LeBron knows that, right? Like, they don't even look because they know he's not looking to score, right? You, right? you are not helping out your star player. And I think that Clay Thompson is so caught up in wanting to prove he still has it and wanting to all of this stuff. And I understand yeah, why yeah, yeah. he's caught up in that. But yeah, I think he's yeah. letting that override me making the smart decisions I need to make on the court. And what I always expected is that in the moments when it mattered most, that the logic would kick in. And it's not. And so that's what I did not anticipate. Yeah, well, this, is, this, is, this is good. Okay, this is good, Natalie. I, I feel like we've had a breakthrough We've had a breakthrough moment here on Brother from Another. This is a community. We're a different kind of show. It's a community. And now the community celebrates with you. This is a breakthrough on some of the flaws. On some of the flaws with with the with the Warriors. But I'm gonna tell you this that you know what I really love about the playoffs? I've always loved this about the postseason. See, in the regular season, you can, and we all have this in us. We all have the ability to lie to ourselves day to day just to get by. Okay, we're going to piece it together. We'll lie to ourselves to get to another day. So in a regular season, you can lie to yourself. Hey, we got this little hiccup right now, but we'll figure it out. Once the postseason begins, this won't be a problem. Hey, once we get everybody healthy, we come together. And when it really matters, we're going to there's going to be this cohesion. There's going to be this fusion. 
and we'll get back to our championship selves. Well, here they are, the Warriors, down 1-3 to the Lakers. And some of the stuff that you're saying right now is stuff that has been said about the Warriors in April. Mm-hmm. was said about the Warriors in March, in February, in January. They've been talking about this all season long. And I know, Natalie, not to, not, not to quote you, but to quote you, at one point, pretty recently, you said that road record is fake. Yeah, they just won two games that, on the that, road. Okay, look, Natalie, uh, the, the fact is, fake or not, in the regular season, they were 11-30 and 30 on the road. Now, that's not to say they got blown out by 50 in those 30 games, in those 30 losses. But there are three teams in the NBA mm-hmm. with worse road records than the Warriors. They're watching just like us. Matter of fact, they're watching brother from another, and then That's they're going to watch that. the playoffs later. The Pistons, the Spurs, and the Rockets. Bad basketball teams. And the Warriors are not a bad basketball team. They're in the Western Conference semifinals, but they do annoying frustrating they do dare I say stupid things especially on the road like last night down the stretch you know you you're right about Clay Thompson Steve Kerr tried to be diplomatic he did he was not successful he tried to be diplomatic in his post game remarks he said ah you know I think Clay would like to have those back but but this is what we do we're an aggressive team we fired up there and we've had a lot of success doing that so he kind of danced around the issue but the issue was you're right Clay Thompson took two shots he shouldn't have taken. But beyond that, Steph Curry throwing the ball away. Uh, yeah, their last I, opportunity, he throws it away. Draymond, he uh, does. You know, not taking advantage of it. So it was a collective. It was a collective effort, and it's not the first time with the Warriors. It's so not, that, but you why, know what? At that point, that's why in I time, think they're in trouble. That's they they might they like might be, whole, but at that time, here's oh, the thing. Oh, they are. No, you but here, might be. no, because it, the series is not over yet. And here's the thing. Michael, like it is like, but you know, the reason why I'm not really even talking about this, the Steph like blunder at the end is because at that point, it's, 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 you're, you're tired, you're fatigued, you're not thinking he'd been playing the whole game. And that's what happened. Like you did not give him the kind of team he needed around him. And we've been talking about that all year. So yeah, he made a blunder at the very end, but you know, that that happened. And so you have to own that blunder. And he did. And Clay Thompson said, I would like those shots back. Right. But Steph had been hustling the whole game. He had a triple double. He was doing everything in his power to help this team win. And not a single person came along with him. Not one of Mm. his except for Gary Payton, the second. No one came along with him to help him. And so, you know, it is what it is. And I think that we have to be honest you know, when we talk about that. And I'm, I'm sorry, like, I just, I can't meet you on the road record thing. I'm not going to, like, examine a team's road record when, like, half of their key guys are out for half the season. So, yes, that version of the Warriors wasn't going to win games. And if this team does not beat the Lakers on the road, then they don't beat the Lakers on the road. But, you know, there's still another game well, to be played, and we see it's one game at a time. It's not over yet. It feels like, it feels like it's over it felt not like just it was for over the in series. 2016, though. But 2016. But 2016, when they had 73 regular season wins. 
73. Oh, I'm not, ta- I'm not talking about the Warriors. I'm talking about it felt like it was over for the Cavs in 2016. Okay. Right? Okay, and then they yeah, came back. And but, we've, but seen, we've are, already seen teams two, come back down 3-1. Peak. Those are two. No, okay, that's LeBron at the height of his powers. That's Steph at the height of his powers in 2016. Those were, those were, those were teams that if they lost the series, and just, so when the Warriors lost in 2016, they lost the finals. Nobody thought it's over now for this group. They had their chance. But Natalie, I'm telling you, if they lose this series, we know it is over. It's over because they've already made their decision. It is. They've already made their decision on the group. The core, the core group is, I would, I think you agree, is Steph, mm-hmm. Clay, and Draymond. Mm-hmm. Well, if they lose the series, Draymond's gone, right? Draymond's no. not coming back. This is no. First of all, no, no, and that's why that's that's the one thing. This whole like dynasty's over is premature anyway, in my opinion, because no, it is. Well, we'll see. We'll see because they're just going to retool because let me tell you what the Warriors, it's a financial thing. So they do want to get some stuff off the books, but I don't think it's going to be Draymond. First of all, Draymond has not earned a max contract, meaning he has not demonstrated to anyone right now in these playoffs to pay him the money he is seeking. So he still has an opt-in for next year. Let's be clear. He still has an opt-in. And the Warriors are already on the record saying that they want to keep him, right? So Okay, so he's so he's back. So you you're excited about that. I'm I'm not what I'm saying is I think this core is not and we, we have the evidence and we have the data that shows that this core, this five, they are still one of the best starting five. It's not them, Michael Holly. It's the supporting well, cast. Well, 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 hold on, hold on. And that's the other thing. And, and I know we got we got right. a company but and it's, I'm excited. It's, it's, we're it's keep the talking supporting about this. cast, but you, said start, but you said the starting five. Who's the starting five? The starting Name the starting five. The starting five is Name Steph, them. Clay, Dre, um, Wiggins, and Loon. That's your starting five. Okay. Okay, right. but see, that's the problem. See, see, right there, and that's part of the problem in this series. I wanted you to say that. They've already gone away from who they claim to be. Now, every you told me at the beginning mm-hmm. uh, of the playoffs that nobody has beaten this this, this crew. Can't can anybody? Nobody can beat them in four four games. But nobody they've always gone away times. from their starting five. But that's they, not new. They've done it all the time. They go small, and when I they know, do that, temporarily. So that's, yeah, but that's not a new thing. The issue is Michael Holly. It's not the issue with those guys. The issue is with who they did with the bench. They have no front court depth. They went all young. They went all in on these on on their youth. So that's what that's it is. That's not going to change, Natalie. No, but that's, that's not going to change in a year. No, but that is what they're going to change. That's my point. Like when they, what I'm saying is, someone is going to come off the books, but it's not going to be who y'all think. And they're going to use, okay. and they're going to use that to make a trade and retool the team. But that core, as it okay. stands, you can't say they're done yet because of one loss. Well, that that's to be determined next season. It's time All of this is premature. Start, it's time to start thinking about that conversation. Maybe it's premature to say it. Today is Tuesday. Somebody say Tuesday. Today is Tuesday. But it may not be it may not it may not be premature. Tomorrow. Even if they lose, it doesn't mean it's over. Dynasties have a loss one year and then come back. Like that's crazy. Oh no, 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 no. This is they, they have until already, Stephen Curry already, until Stephen Curry has started to fall off and he's not playing MVP level basketball, you can't say it's done. This is not Young Joe Burrow in football saying, my whole career is the window. The window is my career. Is Steph Curry still a top three player in the NBA? Is he still a top three player in the NBA?
You know is I he? love Steph Curry. I'm asking, is he still a top three player in the NBA? Three, you get the three fast for sure. Yes, yes. Okay, then you don't, then you don't just blow it up. But you know, hey, who's number one? Who's number two? It might be Giannis. Giannis is that Giannis is sitting down. He's a great player. He's sitting down because as we bring it full circle, Stefan needs some help. He can do it. We ain't worried about him. Yeah. Nobody's worried about Steph. We're worried about the man who was talking to people as if he was Miles Davis. Y'all don't know about Miles Davis. He performed <laughs> with his back to the stage. This is all You're, premature. Hey, it's all premature. Hey, I've listened. It's all hey, Jordan, premature. I've listened to Miles Davis. It's premature. You're no. I'm telling Miles you. Miles Davis. <laughs> Come on. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life. Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Friday, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters Friday. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Yeah, I happened to be in the locker room when Jordan Poole spoke. It's been a while since he spoke, and before we get to the words that he said, let me just paint a picture of what that locker room was like. So the Warriors PR was coming over and saying, Jordan, could you please talk post-game? He seemed a little reluctant. You could tell that he was very frustrated. He was facing his locker, actually. So as the reporters gathered around him, when it did become clear that he would, he would talk to us, his back was to us. And so we're all kind of around to the sides of him. Um, he turned his music off for us, but... That locker room, a visitor's locker room, is really cramped. So when that music went off, all of the other players were listening as well. You could see, you know, Andrew Wiggins, uh, there was uh, Looney right nearby, and then GP2 came to the locker. It was like all eyes and ears were on Jordan right there, and it just heightened the tension. So what did Jordan end up saying? Because we need to acknowledge that this hasn't been a great series for him, maybe not even a great postseason for him. Something has happened to his shot. It's just not there. We know that he has a good shot, but why is he struggling now? Why is he a little bit uncomfortable? Just reviewing some of the things he said, 
and some pretty short answers. My shot, I don't know. If I knew, I would tell you. He didn't want to talk about himself. He kept saying we have a game in a couple of days. I asked him, I was like, Jordan, we know your work ethic is good. When you feel like you're in a little bit of a funk, when things don't seem normal, what are you doing? Are you getting back in the gym? And he said, well, my work ethic doesn't change. My routine doesn't change. Maybe opportunity changes, but you can only control what you can control. So the frustration very clear coming through from Jordan Poole. And then when we all backed out, the music started again, and there was some, some tension-breaking laughter in the room. Laughter. Laughter in the room. What's so funny? The Warriors are down. Three games to one, Kurt Heelan. And here's a stat for you. LeBron James, in his career, when his teams are up three games to one, he has not lost. He's 17-0. and 0 with a 3-1 lead. So, uh, as, as I said to Natalie, Kurt, should the Warriors be Warriors? Uh, is this thing over? The way they looked last night, I don't see how they pull off three. And I know that they were going to talk about it's one at a time. They go home, they get one, they get momentum. It's in fact like the exact same things LeBron James said in 2016 when they were down 3-1, right? Like, you can say all those things, but... The Lake, Warriors made a great adjustment to start that game by starting uh, Gary Payton II and having him cut and forcing forcing Anthony Davis to come out higher, and it just opened up everything. Then, hey, to Darvin Ham's credit, and he made his adjustment back, put him on Wiggins, put, put um, Anthony Davis on Wiggins, and things just kind of flowed better for them. The other part of it is, man, you guys were kind of just talking about this. Pool hasn't stepped up. They, they got a little out of moody. They, they're getting a little here and there. Meanwhile, on the other side, the Lakers are getting those performances going back to Rui Hachimura last series. Austin Reeves has found himself. There's a there's a DeAndre Jordan game. And then Lonnie Walker Jr. last night. This is what championship teams look like, right? Like, I'm not saying the Lakers are winning at all, but... Teams making deep runs have role players who stepped up, and that just hasn't happened for Golden State. Well, Kurt, let me ask you two questions. Well, one, let me go one at a time. When, <laughs> when, because Michael and I, I don't know if you're at the end of our conversation, but is it over for the Warriors in this series? Maybe. I'm never going to say it's over till it's actually over. But the, the larger question we were having is, does that mean the dynasty's over if they lose this year? And I said, I think that's still premature to say. I think you have to see what kind of moves they make in the offseason and at least give yeah. them a chance to come back one year before you can declare that it's over. So I think that talk is premature. But, you know, we'll have to see what happens for the rest of the series. They have a game coming back to chase, so you see what happens. There are hard questions for them this offseason, even if they come back and win this series, frankly. And I'm sure you guys got into it. We know Bob Myers is still their biggest free agent, and you know we'll see what happens with him and whether he comes back. You, I know you guys talked about the Draymond uh, agreement extension slash option year and how that plays out, and if there's much of a mark. I think there's still what's got to worry them is that there's a market out there. I don't know if he's willing to leave for it, but there's a market for him out there. And then there's the other issue, which is with the new CBA which comes down hard on teams way over the cap, like the Warriors. And it's going to be much harder to assemble what they need yeah. to do, which is they just need more athleticism. They need more role players. The kind of moves, frankly, the Lakers made at the trade deadline 
-hmm. become tougher under the new CBA. And that's the kind of things the Warriors need to do. It's really evident in this series that their depth just isn't there for them. Like you said, I, I heard you talking. They bet on their youth, and it just hasn't panned out this year like they hoped. Let's talk about that great report uh, from NBC Bay Area and Jordan Poole. Yeah. Uh, you know, and his, his uh, you know, very awkward, tense exchange with the media, whatever it was. It wasn't rude, but just kind of something was off. And I think it's one of those things when you walk into the room and people have been talking about something and they don't yeah. want you to know what they've been talking about, that's kind of weird. That's, that's what the media kind of walked in on. Like a family discussion, and then it got kind of got kind of awkward, and then it was back to business as usual as they were out of the way. But let me ask you this: this is a pointed question. Did Golden State make a mistake by resigning this guy? I mean, like he is so he's so inconsistent. Sometimes he looks great. Sometimes he looks like he did last night. I just can't. I don't know what I'm going to get from him. Kurt, do you think it was a mistake? To give all this money to Jordan Poole. No, he's still young enough that like I'm just not willing to write off the he's never gonna find it groove. But if you go into this offseason and you're talking about, well, we've got to make some structural changes, we've got to get this or that, that's a tradable contract. Yeah, that's there's, there's a lot of teams that would <laughs> look at that guy and go, you know what, man? I mean, this is this is the conceit of every NBA team. Frankly, let's be honest, this happens in the NFL. Yeah, he's not working in their system. But once we get him in our system, in our training program, everything will be fine once we get him in. So I wouldn't be shocked. I think you're going to find whoever is the Warriors GM is putting everybody not named Steph Clay in the conversation. Like those two guys are coming back. And after that, I don't think anything's sacred. It's going to be a wild offseason. I think Clay's in the conversation too, to be honest. I would actually think Whoa. No, I do, but I don't think I don't think they're ultimately gonna come off of that core. But that's who I was alluding to, Michael, when I said I don't think it's gonna be one of the core people because he's, I, I think thanks. it's just harder to move because of that contract. Like he is super max expensive as he should be. For sure. But, for sure. But he's I know he doesn't want to hear this because he still has moments but he is not consistently able to be the same guy. And he couldn't, he, three of 13 overall, three of nine from three right. last night. Steph was, on a night Steph was, did everything but hit threes. This was the game, how many clay games have we had like this? We're like, we have not Clay's going off. And it's not this, not this postseason. Yeah, I think that, um, I think so in terms of negotiating, that's probably will help them in terms of Dre and Clay because neither one of them can make cases for like these contracts that they want in the future right now based on their play. So they might get more team friendlier deals than they anticipated. But I just want to take a moment to, to talk about Jordan Poole because this is also Michael Holly, something we've talked about this season. And I've said more than once that we cannot minimize the impact of what transpired between Draymond Green yeah. and Jordan Poole at the beginning yeah. of the season. Yeah. I've said this more than once, and I've been dismissed, not by you, but other people saying, oh, no, I don't think that's it. You know, it's... It, it, it's and, you know, when people are just like, oh, he needs to get over a punch, he was assaulted by his teammate, let's call it what it is, mm -hmm. and it was put on display for the whole world to see. That doesn't even 
You have Twitter and social media talking about it constantly. That doesn't even take into account what players are probably saying on him, saying to him on the court in terms of trash talk. This is a young guy. It is a young guy. And in fairness to Jordan Poole, the Warriors have yo-yoed him in this lineup. He has not had a defined role. He, they lost Otto Part- Porter, which was huge because the lineups that Jordan Poole has been asked to carry for that bench don't suit his skill set, right? And then, honestly, the Warriors wouldn't even be here right now in the playoff if it wasn't for Jordan Poole helping them in the regular season with Klay Thompson to hold on while people were out. So he's... This Look is, at those numbers, though. Right. Woo! But what I'm saying is this is mental yeah. right now. This isn't a... Yeah. This isn't a, a... This isn't a... Does Jordan Poole have the ability? That's not what this is. This is mental, and I don't think it's going to be fixed this postseason, but it is not fair based on this after he helped them win a championship, and we know all that he's been through this year, to write him off and, and, and treat him like he is worthless. I'm not saying you guys are doing that, but the way he's being spoken about, I don't like. So I will not do that. But I have said, you need to bench Jordan. It's time. He's needed, yeah. but he is not helping. So you just, you got to bench he's, him. His, his bad decisions are on both ends of the floor, too. It's yes. not just offense. He is making some horrible defensive decisions, some Jalen Brown-level bad decisions on defense. And I'm sorry, <laughs> he's normally a good defender, and I just took a shot at him for no reason. Um, well, one reason. Uh but you've got you've got that on both ends. And that's, I think, where Kerr has really kind of struggled at times is to find the balance that he was able to with Porter and, frankly, with Poole in a really defined role last year off the bench. He could put guys in and keep the offense going, keep the defense going, shift things around, but they didn't lose the connectivity. Right now, their defense, if it's all it, – look, he kept – he talked about it after the game. He kept Moody in to keep the shooting because they wanted that over the – over over the defense of Gary Payton the second, which left Kerr open to the second, us going, yeah, did you see Lonnie Walker? Maybe, maybe Gary Payton should have been back in. Thank but you. That was a mistake. It was a mistake. They also went away yeah. from pick and roll. That's what was helping them. They ran like, what, 24, 26 in the first half, Kerr? 20, and then- 21 in the first half, six in the second half. Right. At, it's at like Davis, Ooh, that's at not good. This is coaching. That's you're, not good. you're winning one way. You're, you're, they had trouble. They could not guard it. And, and the Warriors, it wasn't like a substantial lead, but every time they built a lead, it was because of that. And then you go back to something else in the second half. And this is why I'm saying at some point, we got to start calling out Steve Kerr for his stuff. He cannot just be the beloved well, person be who was a media he'll, member and we never criticize him. He'll be called out. Well, look, they lose the series and the dynasty ends. He'll be called out. <laughs> no, don't, don't worry. No, don't worry. Hey, listen, listen. Hey, Kurt, uh, hey, Kurt and Natalie, you know, in certain fan bases, if they don't win, they don't want their rivals to win. Like Dodgers, Giants. Yeah. If the Dodgers oh, don't yeah. win, they don't want the Giants to win. If the Red Sox don't win, they don't want the Yankees. That You know, on and on. We know that. Cubs, Cardinals. Now, just imagine if the Warriors lose this series. Mm-hmm. And LeBron is still alive. Natalie, tell us the truth. If LeBron is still alive to win a championship <laughs> and he wins two championships with the Lakers and that gives him five to Steph's four. Tell winning. me you haven't you haven't thought ahead that far <laughs> and you are I, like this is a disaster. It's not just the Warriors losing. 
It's losing to the Lakers. First of all, right? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not thinking about that Lakers. right now because when the Warriors went up 3-2 against the Kings, you came back on here all smug like, what you celebrating? Is the series over? Right. And I, and, that's right, that's right, that's fair. And, 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 right. yep, and at the end of the day, <laughs> we, can, we can say whatever we want, but at, like, and I think Kurt would acknowledge this, like, Clay hasn't shown up, but what if you do get no. a Clay game? What if you do get a clay game? Like if they if they can come back and next game is only game five though. It's not no, game no, six no, clay. but game. but what I'm saying. Don't know about game five. Clay. Hold on, hold on. It's game one, six. Clay. One game at a time. So if they can go home and get game five, right? Game six will be the hardest thing they will try to do, and they may not win that. But if they if their guys happen to show up in that game. Then it's still these teams have been close, Michael Holly. This whole series, they you have. know, you're they talking have. about they like have. just something at the end of the game. So to pretend like there's no shot, you know, even if Le- LeBron James have never lost a game seven and they push it to seven and they come back in to just say like there's no chance they can push this, I'm giving this team still a chance. You know what the best part of this, Michael, is in a week. Natalie is going to be the biggest Jokic homer we've ever seen, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's, uh, if it's Jokic uh, versus the Lakers, uh, it, but no. Oh yes, I will. I would. I would. Yes, I would root for Jokic against if the Lakers. Jokic, but the thing is, I don't Kevin dislike Durant, him. But Kevin Durant versus LeBron, you got a problem. You got a. <laughs> it doesn't matter because I would be rooting for the Celtics at the end of the day if my team doesn't come out. But I don't dislike uh, Jokic. So I just we need to get these rumors like. <laughs> That's how rumors get started. I don't dislike Jokic. I didn't think he should win MVP. So I would be very happy for Jokic if they went all the way because I've always said you got to prove it. And if he proves it and he does it, then that's what he needed to do. And shout out to him. But, yeah, it will be a no for the Lakers, a no for the Suns, and a no for, (laughs) like, hell no. (laughs) Yeah. Well, listen, uh, uh, Kurt Elan. In the interest of fair and balanced reporting, let's give uh, spend the last 35 seconds on uh, Nuggets. Nuggets, Suns. Who do you like tonight? I mean, look, Lakers and Warriors is just so delightful. It's irresistible. It's, 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 I, I respect the Suns and Nuggets, but it's just not the same. But who do, who do you have in this game tonight? I'll take the Nuggets. You know, what's fun about Lakers and, and Warriors is not only like Steph and all the storylines and Steph and LeBron and all that, it's like a tactically interesting series. It is a fascinating chess match. It is. It's not tonight. It is not tonight. Hey, can Durant and Booker get close to 80 together? Because if they can, they can win. If they can't get close to 80, they can't. Like, that is, that is the whole story there. The Nuggets are better at home. I like their role players at home. I'll take Denver. But we kind of know what the magic number is. They've got to get more north of 70 from the big two over there. And then they got a shot. What do you All have right, for listen, this series, uh, Kurt? Overall? What I picked, I, uh, before the series, I picked Denver in seven. I thought it'd be close, but uh, I, the depth thing, when I saw them in person, when I saw the Suns in person against the remnants of the Clippers, I, I picked them before the season to come out of the West just because Durant. And then I was saw them in person. No, I don't. I don't buy it. So I'm still not buying it. I still think Denver comes out of this series and probably comes out of the West. Yeah, I agree. All right, Kurt. Appreciate you, man. And uh, let's make sure that tonight in Denver, I think they have probably uh, well mannered in Denver. No owners. <laughs> no owners. Look, the ball. 
The ball goes into the stands. <laughs> just catch the ball. Toss it back. I'm trying to hold didn't the Josh ball. Kroenke, like, wait, didn't Josh Kroenke play D1 at Missouri? He might have. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but still. <laughs> you know, that was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. You got to move on from the attic. Didn't stop Ishmael. And telling people, you're a walk-on. I played like we don't want to. Not, nobody's here to see you. Just give the ball back. I'm just, I'm 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 ashamed of the NBA for finding Jokic. He had twenty five thousand dollar fine for just trying to get the ball. That's pocket change. That's, oh, man. That's it's I know, but it's just a principle. Yeah, right. Thank you. It's just a principle. The Kurt Healing, always good to see you. Kurt, bring Thank the pool you. back. Bring the pool back. I'll bring the pool back next time. <laughs> and Jordan, if I can find him. Oh gosh. <laughs> that was too easy. I think. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Friday, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters Friday. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. That we found the value uh, in the grind of a regular season. And a grind in the struggle, you know, and... You know, I, I've said that repeatedly. We found a beauty uh, in that struggle. Um, but without that struggle, you know, uh, where we didn't have to find different solutions uh, to win and different guys stepping up so that they had the confidence, you know, uh, for these kind of moments. If we didn't have the regular season, then you have zero chance to be able to do that uh, in the playoffs. Um, you know, there's nothing. There was nothing easy about the regular season. There's nothing easy about this postseason, uh, you know. But if you can um, come to grips with that, uh, it, it can make you collectively stronger. Julius, you haven't been. You guys haven't been able to get the amount of offensive rebounds and loose balls that you were in the in the Cleveland series. Just what have they done, uh, maybe to, to kind of beat you at your own at your own game almost. Uh, it's just uh, maybe they want it more. I don't know. Um, you know, um, that's been who we are all year, and uh, we got to find a way to, you know, step up and, and make those plays if we want to keep the season alive. Oh, 
nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to hear that they wanted it more. Julius Randle. Uh, the the Knicks are also down, like the Warriors, Natalie. The Knicks are also down three games to one. This time to the Miami Heat. We thought that series would be interesting. It really is not what we thought it would be. Uh, Kelsey Nicole Nelson is here. And, and Kelsey, I, I put this in my feed that this heat, that heat culture is a thing. Like this is a, if I had to name like five organizations, no matter who's playing for them, five organizations that I respect, they always give you a good effort. They're tough to knock out. Miami Heat are going to be in that conversation. What do you think it is about Miami that allows them, no matter what the obstacles, always to be that team that you're just kind of looking out for, even if you look at their personnel and go, I'm not a scared. I'm not afraid of that. They still find a way. What is it about them? you hit the nail on the head. I'm feeling the heat culture. That's why I had to do heat culture red lipstick today because we're believing in this low-seated team and they're obviously having their way. You know, I think Julius Randle said it best. They're getting outplayed, out-tuffed. And that was something that we liked from the New York Knicks in the last series, right, against the Cleveland um, Cavaliers. But all of a sudden, Miami, I mean, playoff Jimmy, get buckets Jimmy, whatever you want to call him, helping to lead the way for the Miami Heat. And then Bam Adebayo as well, having his way in the paint has been so crucial. But, you know, I think, especially for the Knicks, the way that Miami has been able to out-rebound in that last game, and that's something that the Knicks have prided themselves on during the regular season, you got to have that. And I think what makes the, the Heat even more special, Michael, to answer your question, they're doing this with undrafted guys, guys that have had to make a name for themselves in this postseason. And it seems like the momentum is just continuing to carry the Heat way. And let's just be honest, the Heat have been one of the most fun teams to watch in the playoffs. I mean, you have to give it to them. They've been fun. You never know who's going to be that guy. Um, but I'm believing and I'm drinking the water that Miami is drinking because I'm liking what I'm seeing so far. And uh, New York Knicks fans, I'm worried for my East Coast, uh, my, my East Coast brothers over here because it's not looking good. It's not looking good at all. Yeah, I'm definitely worried for our girl. Um... Ashley Nicole Moss because Ashley <laughs> prayers. Yes, <laughs> thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I I'm curious if the Knicks can even push it to get back to uh, a game. You know, another game in Miami, only because I think if Jimmy Butler doesn't miss that game <laughs> in New York, <laughs> they like they might sweep. You know, they're like. I just, it feels like the, the Heat have pretty much been in control for this series. And so, uh, I mean, look, I look, New York, their fans are not going to be happy with this, especially with them being the higher-seeded team. But Jimmy exactly. Butler is the best player in the series. And so, you know, but the Heat are also, Kyle Lowry's veteran experience, you know, is proving to be, something that matters. And in general, like they're hitting all these threes now, and that's something that they weren't doing. And so you do have to wonder at some point if there's going to be a regression to the mean, but right now they're riding that wave. And I think they're going to ride it to the, to the uh, Eastern conference finals. So Jimmy's prediction may have just been a little premature. He thought they were going to come out of the play in and face the Celtics first, but he may, he may get them in the Western conference finals. Or I mean, East. Eastern, Eastern Conference Finals, <laughs> yeah. Eastern yes. Conference, yeah. But, he may. But, you know, but, okay, all right, so, look, Natalie has already uh, brought up the Celtics. I know she's interested in Celtics Philly. 
Really strange series. Now it's the best of three since it's tied at two. Uh, we got game five tonight in Boston. How do you see this series, uh, Kelsey? And who is the most pivotal player from, from, from your perspective? Most pivotal player right now. Not the best, most pivotal player in this series. Well, this series, weird and wild. It's the WW because you just don't know what you're going to get from this series. It just seems like any team can step up. But to me, I mean, this series has been dependent upon who? The beard, James Harden. When he plays well, 76ers win. When he doesn't play well, they lose. He's given us these 40 pieces, but we need consistency. And so I think him being able to step up is going to be huge. But also, I'm putting on notice, folks, expect Jason Tatum to have a big game. I think we've been waiting for one. We know he can step up and play one. So I think James Harden is going to need to step up, but watch out for Jason Tatum because I'm telling you all, he's due for a big game sooner than later. And that's why I'm super excited for this series. I honestly hope we go the distance in this one. I think we deserve seven in this one because it's been that much back and forth in this series. So I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, I think the Celtics need to try to end it in six. They let one slip away. And I just they should think, have had it. That's right, now. And I just think, now look, now look. The Bear does not have the reputation of coming through in game sevens if it were to um, get there. But, <laughs> but he's shown up now in two games in the clutch. But I don't know right now if you allowing Joel Embiid more time, and I don't know if he's recovering because I'm saying that like when you're playing on an injury, you don't tend to get better. But Joel Embiid, in theory, is technically the most gifted and best player in the series. And if you allow it to get to a game, he is. I know you're not an Embiid guy, but if you no, 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 remember, no, you you said you said Embiid is the most gifted. Yeah. And the best player? Okay, yes. okay. All right, good. I mean, he's, he just won the MVP. You're, you're not an MVP. I got it. No, no, I, I know. No, 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 no. I, I admit to you. Yeah, you know what? You know what I? You know what I heard? You said Embiid. You know what I heard you say? What? I was looking at. I was looking at Harden. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> so I was thinking, it's like, you said Embiid. I heard. I heard Harden. That's my bad. You're right. Keep going. Right, but when you when you look at the two duos, right? You have Embiid, who is the MVP and you have James Harden, who is a former MVP, right? Meaning, like, if that Harden shows up, right? If vintage Harden shows up, that a vintage Harden and an Embiid is a better duo than Tatum and Brown. And so even though you're in your building, even though you're in the garden, yeah. you just you don't want to leave it to chance in a game seven with a guy who is hungry, who wants to finally see the conference finals, who so to me, it's in the Celtics best interest. You got to go back. You got to go to the garden and win it and go up three two. And you need to try to close that series out in Philly. Yeah, you know, I'm called it a desperation win. Just saying. Uh, And and tell me this Kelsey. Tell me if I'm I'm, I'm, uh, overthinking this thing because I've watched Joe Missoula all year kind of do some things. He's, you know, done well for a, I don't know if this is a compliment. He's done well for a 34 year old first time head coach in the NBA. But uh, I've seen a couple of games in the series where his inexperience shows. So you've, you've talked about Kelsey. You came on talking about heat culture. They got Eric Spolstra. Uh, Natalie complained about Steve Kerr. You know, some of the things that he didn't do. 
And here we are talking about the Sixers and Celtics in this series and Doc Rivers, who's won a championship versus Joe Mazzulla, who hasn't. It players players win games, coaches tend to lose them. But will the importance of coaching show up in this series as well? Not just the MVPs, but the coaching mismatch. Dare I say mismatch? Do you think it will show up in this Philadelphia Boston series? You know, notice to anybody that doesn't get this, but yes, coaching matters. That's the difference between championship team, team, uh, tier teams and regular teams. So all that to say, you know, we've had questions, as you said, about Joe Mazzula and some of his coaching decisions, not just in this last game, but even going back to the regular season. But all that to say, you know, you can play devil's advocate and say it's because he trusts his players. But going back to Nat's point, had that timeout been called, maybe we would be talking about a completely different series and this being 3-1 and obviously being in um, favor of the Celtics. So all that to say, I do think Joe Mazzulla, he's young. Obviously, he's still getting experience. But I also think that can be a help for this team because, again, he's putting the trust on his guys. And you have to think that players, you know, they, they appreciate that. They feel that. But all that to say also, you're hoping that Joe Mazzulla is, is calling somebody, calling some type of mentor and saying, hey, look, what can I do better? How can I be a better coach? Because everybody knows, I think, that the Celtics should be in the Eastern Conference Finals if they are able to close out this series because they have the talent, and I think they honestly have unfinished business from last year, wanting to capitalize on how they did in the playoffs last year. Kelsey, the mentor, is the guy who hired him. It's Brad Stevens. He's in the building. He's in the building. Just like the hey, connection hey, hey, must get, be being lost. Let, <laughs> hey, right. Let me let me get a coffee with you. Let, let me just buy you lunch real quick. <laughs> let me holler at you. This is like this is what I did. What should I do? I listen. I, I know we're up against clock. I just want to ask y'all because this story just trips me out so much. Uh, now, Natalie, I want to be careful with this. I know you're a lawyer, legal background. I want I want to stay out of trouble <laughs> legally. So I'm gonna say allegedly. Allegedly, Tiger Woods's ex says. He broke up with her. He didn't even have the gall. He didn't even have the nerve to break up with him with, with her face to face. He drove her to the airport, said they were taking a weekend trip, gets to a private plane. He's like, yo, talk to my lawyer. He disappears, and the lawyer breaks up with her on behalf of Tiger. And then say, Yo, you, you owe me some money too. You owe me forty thousand dollars. So, yo. I, how y'all feel like is that like the worst breakup story? I mean, is that the worst breakup story y'all have ever heard? Because I think that is just awful. I mean, I Kelsey, mean for go me, ahead. go ahead, Nat. Go ahead. No, no, you take this. You take this. <laughs> this is just messy, and I hate messiness with relationships. Now, I've never, I guess, dated anybody that high tier to be ever broken up with with the lawyer, but I would feel a type of way if it didn't come from you. It's like the breakup over a text. But all that to say, my advice for Tiger Woods, and Tiger is a guy I think we all want to root for, close the DMs, put the phone on do not disturb, and just stay away from the women. Date yourself. Date yourself. Learn how to love yourself. Date yourself. Because it just, I just, I want to focus on Charlie, and I want Charlie to be great. But instead, we keep getting all this, and we want Tiger to go back to his greatness. But you can't do that when every second you're fighting women. And, you know, after losing $110 million or however, Messy, that last divorce was better believe I would just be hands in pocket, you know, and, and look, but don't touch, I guess. Like, that would be my advice to Tiger to stay away from it and, and don't mix business with pleasure, folks. I can't say that enough in this instance. All right, Tiger, we wish you him. the best. Stay away I, from him, ladies. I don't feel bad for him. He don't know how to you act. You don't feel bad for him? No, he don't know how to he act. He don't know how to act. <laughs>
That's what all these stories continue to tell me. He don't know how to act. (laughs) Kelsey, that's the great, that's the best advice. Date yourself. Date yourself. yourself. Love yourself. There it is. (laughs) Thank you, Kelsey. (laughs) Bye, guys. (laughs) The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Friday, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters Friday. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now, this is my favorite story here, Natalie. What's going on here? What's this say? Is this a dog... A dog predicting the playoffs? A corgi? What's happening with the dog? Air Corps. So what's the dog saying? So for this series, he actually has the Warriors in seven. He did this prior to the series started, and he had the Warriors going down 3-1 before coming back to win it. He had the Warriors down 3-1. Yep. All right. And he's predicted some other series. He doesn't always have it right down to the number, but his predictions have been largely accurate. Did he say that Jordan Poole would play like a dog in this series? <laughs> Listen, it don't matter how it gets done. Michael, I told you off air, God sends messages in mysterious ways. So I, I, don't, I can't believe that. Don't Listen, count out Eric Amen. <laughs> amen. Hey, listen, if that's your sermon, I'm right here. I'm in, I'm in the first few. You got it. You got an amen corner right here. Thumbs and seven, baby. <laughs> That's what you think? <laughs> Air Cork said it. Air Cork said it. <laughs> what's what's it, is, is, is Steve Kerr listening to Air Cork? Uh, he needs to. He needs to listen Steve to Kerr me. Listening. He needs to listen to me. <laughs> yeah. And, and how about the, does the dog have a new starting lineup for game five? <laughs> Thank you, Natalie. We'll see you. <laughs> Later, Michael. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.